Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hello and welcome to Hyperspace Hangout, a podcast by Star Wars fans for Star Wars fans. I am Matt Starwin. And I am Ezra Skyhopper. Welcome aboard the Outcast. This is the place for all Star Wars fans where we discuss your thoughts and theories about a galaxy far, far away. As we are back, uh, some kind of big news to talk about today yeah uh, i mean no big deal emperor palpatine in rise of skywalker may be a clone that's what we've seen uh kind of getting thrown <laughs> around the internet i think star wars theory talked about it first with yeah. a yeah. he had a an early copy of the rise of skywalker novelization sent to him and he read a page from that on his YouTube channel, basically talking about that the Palpatine we see in Star Wars Episode Nine: Rise of Skywalker is a clone of Palpatine. Yeah. So that definitely is a pretty big deal uh, if, it, if it is true. And then as you pulled out some old Legends Extended Universe source wow. material here where you're saying they basically just... Took it word for word, line for line. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's close. It's it's pretty crazy. I, I first of all, let's just start. You know, um, we did hear this through Star Wars theory. He's the emperor, so okay. I, I'm I'm gonna say that's um, yeah. It's it's pretty cool. Now he does caution and say that this was given to him at C2E2. Uh, he did, I don't think he was there, but it was sent to him. Uh, go check out his channel. Check out the video. Maybe we'll put a link to it or something. Uh, but it's interesting. He he goes on to say that uh. It's internal thoughts, right, uh, from Kylo Ren as he's looking at Emperor Palpatine and yeah. realizing that this is a shell, it's a clone, uh, and that his essence or his spirit is is inside of this uh, shell, almost that this shell could not contain his immense power. And I thought that was really interesting. Uh, th there were vials going into his neck. There were tubes and things that were trying to keep this this clone form 
alive. And it's interesting because before we saw any of this, I said to you, you know, we were listening to uh, his video and now every Star Wars Instagram account or Twitter account is tweeting about it and talking about it. And it's like, it's this, you know, the talk of whatever. And I said to you, he mentions Dark Empire and I'm like, just, just literally bought like right after, right after the rise of Skywalker, right after I went out, I, I, there had been a place where I was looking in a comic book shop before um, I had seen these and I passed on them. I was like, nah, you know, it's all good. Even though I, I was looking at them hard because of the Palpatine trailer and I had seen that he was going to come back. I'm like, this is crazy. So I'm like, I might want to get my hands on these. And I'd always, I love getting the Dark Horse comics. But I'm telling you right now, and if you're, you know, this is, these are sick. They're absolutely sick. And uh, mine are in really good condition. I just absolutely love these. But I have issue one through six of Dark Empire one. Uh, that was issue one. Here's issue three. Just showing them here uh, real quick. But they're, they're they're awesome, and then I got the uh, the old handbook in there as well, which is kind of cool. This is between or after uh, one and two, but uh, it's awesome. There's so many cool things. There's so many cool connections to this comic book series. It's kind of unreal. Like in in Dark Empire, it's it's literally exactly what Palpatine does on on um, on Biss, his homeworld. He kind of creates this. He's got cloning facilities, uh, cloning doctors. He's got um, his own forces there and everything. It is, it, it's, it's, I don't know, man. It's it, like he, he has a, a, a facilities where he has multiple bodies or clones of himself and he can kind of jump or put his essence into those as they're destroyed. And one of the problems in that comic book series, uh, or I'm sorry, you know, with Palpatine in that series is that his clone body is deteriorating. Like it's, it's, it's losing its uh, form very quickly. It's dying. And so it, whether it's the dark side you know, presence there, or he's his powers too immense, or there's something wrong with the shell that he's going into, but he constantly has trouble with that. And so, so, you, you know, to parallel and to, and to connect that to rise of Skywalker. Okay. He's having problems with this body. Uh, the reason he has to kind of connect with, uh, or use, you know, I asked you, I was like, I was like, why are they after Ray? What's the whole thing? Why are they after Ray? And you said to me, well, it's, it's, you know, so that way he can, you know, pass on his, his spirit or his presence into her. You know, when you run out of clones, what do you do? In this series, I kid you not, that happens. He is out of clones. He's out of clone bodies. He's in his, he's in his last one. He has to find another vessel that is strong enough. Now, in this series, um, you know, I don't know where Triclops is. We don't know. I don't know if this is like late. I don't know how that's connected. I you know, but but um, we do know that he's he's seeking out Anakin Solo. And again, this is Legends. This is stuff in the early '90s. Uh, really cool. And so he's trying to, 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 you know, to do that. So in rise of Skywalker, he's trying to put his essence into Ray. I mean, his body is, it's, uh, it's falling apart. And that's sort of the, the, uh, what we learned from star Wars theory and from this, what could be a leaked page of the, um, rise of Skywalker novelization is that Palpatine's body is decaying and it cannot contain his, his essence any longer. Same thing happens in this series. And actually this series was very controversial by the way, when it first came out, people did not necessarily like Dark like Empire. It, yeah. um, it, you know, it mixed, it just kind of had mixed reviews, right? But it's, it's fascinating. Um, another interesting connection is just the idea that, um, well, I don't know. It's it, okay. So, so Luke Skywalker, I'll show you right here. So this is in three, you can kind of see here that, that Luke um, has fallen to the dark side. Okay, he's fallen to the dark side and makes me think of, you know, 
Ben Solo, Kylo Ren, seducing someone to the dark side. The reason Luke is seduced to the dark side is because Palpatine wants to replace Vader. Uh, well, again, same type of thing. It looks like in this, Palpatine used uh, Snoke to seduce Ben Solo uh, to bring him in as his possible new apprentice. Like, come on now. This is this is this is crazy. So, yeah, I, I think I think there's a lot of different connections. There's some really cool. Um, there's some Jedi that show up in this. Some old Jedi uh, that I thought were really cool as well. Um, in in Dark Empire. Uh, let me see here. Uh, Vima Deboda is is in there. She's this ancient old lady uh, who literally. Oh man, I guess if I can find this real quick. Literally, one of the quotes from her in this was was the entirety of like like the last jedi um she's talking to leia and she senses leia's presence and kind of says to her and maybe it was in one uh, maybe it was three uh where she says that she is the spark that will like sort of ignite the fire yeah in it like you know for the jedi and that she and i was just sort of like wait what like literally she is the spark that will ignite the fire. That is exactly what it says, and I'll have to well, maybe I'll put a screenshot of it up later. Well, but look, wow. can I read? The, can I let me? Can I read the opening crawl here of this book? Right. Yeah. This is, okay. Uh, this is take approximately ten years after the Battle of Yavin. So this would be man, just a couple years after Return of the Jedi. This would be in where we're at now, roughly when Mandalorian is taking place. Uh, yeah. <laughs> following the deaths of Darth Vader and the Emperor. At the Battle of Endor, the Rebel Alliance formed a new republic over much of the galaxy. Long years of struggle have ensued. Remnants of the Empire have regained strength and reclaimed the majority of worlds, including the city world of Coruscant. Now a civil war within the Resurgent Empire has erupted and a new republic has seized the opportunity to increase confusion. A recent raid over Coruscant has left Luke Skywalker and Lando Calrissian stranded on the war-torn planet, but help is on the way. So, I mean, again, also pretty, there's definitely some similarities to the sequel trilogy there. Obviously, it's, it's happening, you know, different at different times, but the New Republic comes about, the First Order does not like that, the First Order, you know, puts themselves in, in, in power and everything, so uh, pretty similar. Yeah, absolutely. Let me just read, I guess, also here from the uh, Dark Empire uh, handbook just about Palpatine. So, um, yeah. let's see. The Rebel Alliance thought that Emperor Palpatine was killed by Vader just before the destruction of the second Death Star. His death at the hands of Darth Vader was apparently merely a setback, and the evil Emperor, steeped in the ways of the dark side, seemed prepared for any eventuality. Long before the Rebel Alliance proved to be troublesome for, for Palpatine, he had discovered that the that the corrupting power of the dark side had a detrimental effect on his physical form. So the the power of the dark side has a detrimental effect on his form in his original form. So he's deciding, OK, I need, you know, uh, clones. And the further they get away from the original, you know, the first clone is very similar. The second, third and so on, depending if they're replicated from the original source or replicated from each other. You know, you can see how it would be, um, how, they start to how it would be different. And then, yeah. yeah. So that, that, uh, that piece where the body is decaying or deteriorating seems to increase as the further, the more clones he kind of uses up. Uh, so yeah, let me skip down here. Some of this he's, he's attacking, um, you know, on, on his personal agenda was the recruitment of Luke Skywalker, Jedi Knight as a replacement for the dark Lord of the Sith, Darth Vader. 
Uh, Luke had sensed the emperor's you know, return and knew uh, that great destruction would rain down on his friends unless he went to Palpatine and he faces him, right? And so this is where then he becomes, he, he succumbs to the dark side. He saw it as the only way to save everyone because I think he also, it was, it was this idea is putting himself close to Palpatine, also protecting maybe his sister coming there. Like if, if, if he doesn't uh, give over, then it's going to be her. And, you know, they're also seeking, you know, he's seeking maybe potentially not at this time, but later on, Anakin's child, or I'm sorry, um, Leia's child, Anakin Solo. So, yeah. Uh, Palpatine's own clone bodies were getting further and further away from the original, and thus were decaying faster and faster. Uh, the Emperor needed a new template, a new powerful body to inhabit and to consolidate his control over the galaxy. The unborn Solo child would be that vessel, and Luke Skywalker would aid Palpatine in getting it. Resisting the dark side one last time, Luke was able to destroy almost all of the Emperor's clones in waiting before he succumbed to Palpatine's strength. So he did everything he could to basically uh, bring him down to just one final, you know, clone left over, if you will. So, uh, but Palpatine could not foresee the strength of the light side as Leia finally got through to her brother and pulled him out of darkness together with a third force wielder stirring in her womb. Luke and Leia were able to overcome the Emperor. So it's like, again, you have Kylo Ren, Ben Solo, and Rey fighting Palpatine there at the end. I mean, it, yeah. like the parallels are, 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 are pretty wild in this. It's pretty crazy, like the connection to Dark Empire. Yeah. Well, and, and this uh, line right here wow. from, from Wikipedia, um, the plot summary, um, just Palpatine. And now, my young apprentice, your father is dead. Have you come to join me? Will you take the place that rightfully belongs to you at my side? You know, similar, similar mm -hmm. again, right there with what yeah. uh, Palpatine says to to Kylo right there at the beginning of uh, Rise of Skywalker. Exactly. There's even a, a development in this series of a new technology called the Galaxy Gun. So you look at those guns that are on those um, Star, Star Destroyers. Destroyers and stuff. Very similar to the Galaxy Gun in this. Another connection is that when Palpatine finally does get down to his, this final decaying body, where does he go? He goes to the ancient Sith world of Korriban. Like, get out of it. I mean, come on. Like, this is, you know what I'm saying? This is, this is, I think it's cool. I, I actually think it's kind of neat. You know, some people may think that we're, that I'm hating on this connection, but I think it's very interesting that they I would pull from cool. this series and that it, that it connects. And then also you wonder, like, did they, are, are these just sort of, um, you have to imagine somebody at Lucasfilm was going like, oh, this is starting to line up to, to this series pretty well, or maybe they like this idea. And again, maybe in just after everything that happened with The Last Jedi, realizing where they were, what what they needed to do, and they said, we, we want to use Palpatine. How was he used in Legends? Is there something that we could do that fans would be like, well, that was already done, and, and, and that's cool. We liked it then. We like it now. It doesn't take away, as Star Wars Theory mentioned, it doesn't take away from uh, Anakin killing Palpatine. Like, and it was truly dead. I mean, he truly did kill him in his most powerful form because Palpatine's essence in any other body is less powerful and, it, and other bodies can't really contain it. So, yeah, so you still kind of give that um, Anakin has fulfilled the prophecy. Right. But yet, you know, his his uh, grandchildren have to have to deal with the essence and and uh, of, of Palpatine and all of his plotting and his contingency plan. And literally all throughout Legends is is this idea of a contingency plan. It, it had been there in the Thrawn trilogy and so on. And just for, for reference for folks, this is after the Thrawn trilogy. Um, you know, uh, 
Jason and Jaina had already been born uh, at this time. I Cam Solisar is Luke's apprentice, uh, who he had you know brought back from the dark side, and it, and so that's sort of where we are in the old legends timeline, I guess. And as as Matt said, you know, ten years after um, the Battle of of Yavin, so. Yeah, yeah. I think it's very awesome, interesting man. stuff. I, think, I mean, I think I think it's yeah. super interesting. I think it's I think it's super cool. I think um, making all these connections to you know, it's going to be interesting now to go back and look at the sequel trilogy and look at all of the different places where they pulled from legends. Uh, you know, you can go back to episode seven when we first meet Ray and Kylo Ren and those kind of funny connections you could make back to the Ewoks uh cartoon if you go yeah. do yourself a favor and go search kaibo ren uh if you're if you're maybe just now starting to see like oh where are they making these connections at and uh you'll be you'll be pleasantly pleasantly surprised um with that so yeah, yeah again we saw you know star wars theory kind of posted it um and it'll be super cool we'll find out once the novelization comes out if this is if if this is the case i think the idea of palpatine being a clone that you know the, the the one of the things he pointed out and um is that it being a clone of palpatine then doesn't diminish anakin's sacrifice or anakin defeating him uh in episode 6 which a lot of people had issues with because they said like well now episode 6 is kind of pointless it it, it, it tarnished for some people it tarnished anakin's role in that so with this being a just a, a palpatine clone it it certainly makes Anakin's uh, sacrifice his 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 turnabout his uh, fulfilling his prophecy uh, you know far more important and the, as it should be by the way uh, so yeah, yeah 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 absolutely yeah oh I I totally agree with you and I was gonna ask you you know like like do you think this is a good thing you, is this what you would want um for this to be confirmed in in this way that he is a clone absolutely I think this is a good hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I'm I'm I, I'm on board with this. Right. I do as well, and I, I really like it. And I also like that maybe even we as the viewer were supposed to kind of infer that. He's hooked up to all sorts of like different right. devices and tubes and stuff. It almost seems like it's a puppet that is being sort of moved like a herky jerky type of movement. Um and that is sort of there's a disconnect between spirit and actual body. Right. You know, they're not that connected. Yeah. And so that's why it looks I, yeah. kind of weird. I will say, though, so. on the other side, though, is that it while it's good for it's good for the, the series as a whole, and it's certainly good in not tarnishing the original six George Lucas movies, it does, to me, kind of, however, lower the... It, it does change the sequels a little bit because like I guess mm -hmm. it just it just it just kind of refocuses that the sequels are just completely about Ben Solo's redemption and and Ray becoming a Jedi. So I think I think it does. It does kind of it does change the sequels a little bit. Yeah, it's 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 like, yeah, it's it's weird. It's a little it's a little odd. It's sort of that um, that thread that connects the first, you know, the prequels, the originals to the sequels um just his essence and then if you right. will it's a clone body that was you know dug up or whatever right. pulled out by his dark acolytes and and stuff but uh yeah that's a whole in the, that yeah I, I get i get where you're going with that and i i definitely understand it um here's another connection though you know in this dark i'm just thinking as as i just read through um dark empire one 
the other connection I'm seeing here is that like they wanted this arc to be about Leia doing something like she does in this comic book series, which is she rescues her brother and she brings him back from the dark side. And you also even see that in Ray, Ray kind of helping, you know, um, Ben. But in the end, Leia needed to be it's almost almost like Ray and Leia kind of get like this mixture of what's going on here in Dark Empire and that they're bringing Ben back. And in a weird way, they brought Luke back uh, when he had retreated away uh, from the force. So, or had cut himself off. So that's just another really interesting connection. I mean, in this as well, uh, one of the, one, one of the characters, um, v- Vima Dabota, uh, actually passes down an ancient 10,000 year old, like, uh, a Jedi lightsaber, you know? So there's a passing of a lightsaber to Leia. And then it's like from there, Leia to Ray. It's just kind of funny. And again, I'm connecting legends yeah. and what happened in the films, which is, you know, weird, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's really cool. And it's just surprising to me when I saw that, like, like literally I was kind of joking, but until I saw uh, Vim Debota mention the spark that would ignite the fire, I started laughing out loud. I was like, okay, like, okay, back to like the last Jedi when that was the, the resistance would be the spark that would light the fire, you know, to, to burn the first order down. I was like, oh my God, she literally said that to Leia and, and it was in regards to burning and taking down Palpatine once and for all. So... Because the whole idea in this is to end Palpatine once and for all, to finally defeat his his pres his presence, his essence, or whatever, and that's exactly what they do in the sequels. So we didn't know we were doing that until the very last movie, which is interesting. Uh, we had no idea really what was going on there. We we knew about Ray and her journey and her struggle, but yeah. So I don't know, man. Kind of fascinating. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's no, it's 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 awesome. So, uh, all right, as well, uh, the other kind of big thing going on right now is Clone Wars season seven, episode two. Um, was what was the name of the ep- this episode? A distant echo, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it was great. I I actually really enjoyed it. I thought, um, you know, them going to find Echo was was cool. It was visually really good as well. Uh. So, you know, yeah, just, we got, we also the got, little uh, stuff, the little connections between Anakin and Kenobi are are interesting. Yeah, that was definitely pretty funny. Now, uh, something we did see from the trailer, uh, you know, Anakin goes in um, with Rex there. Uh, and he, he's, you know, uh, so he can he's using his mask or whatever as a transfer. I don't know what it was, but he's um, hiding, basically hiding from Obi-Wan for a quick second so he can talk to talk to Padme and Padme does have her hands on her stomach and she clearly looks visibly pregnant. Uh, you know, we thought maybe we'd kind of uh, see I, I, it's possible that this is still before episode three and she hasn't told him yet. Mm-hmm. I would say just but, in, the, in. Yeah, possibly. In the yeah, yeah, yeah. Of this. Yeah. Yeah, right. so that that was that was yeah. something interesting I saw. But then, um, uh, you know, I mean, just to summarize, kind of the episode. Uh, then they end up they go and they do find Echo. Uh, he's hooked up to all these machines. He's like half machine at this point, uh, and they and and they pull him out. So it's certainly going to be interesting to see where that is going forward. But I thought kind of the bigger overarching story of this episode was um, Rex and. Anakin's kind of relationship, Rex and Echo's mm-hmm. relationship, and uh, as I as we're gonna get closer and closer and closer to 
order 66, I think is really what they're driving home. Um, we said this last week as well is, is the clones actually, you know, giving them kind of a spotlight here and seeing, you know, what their, um, their role in this and, and, and how, you know, like the, the Jedi and stuff befriend the clones and, it's going to be really, really telling what happens when we get, when we hit order 66. Yeah, it is Uh, like, yeah, there there are so many little um, connections and threads that they're weaving in here too. So I did not know, apparently uh, just a couple connections here. I looked this up. I was trying to find some Easter eggs and different things. I have not read the Dr. Afra comic book series yet, but apparently this world that we go to in this episode is somewhat connected to that and would be familiar to those who have read uh, Dr. Afra. So, that's that's pretty good. It's just it's neat to see them kind of make those connections. Another interesting connection is the idea that uh, you, you, in in episode three we see Padme kind of say to Anakin that like you know when he's in trouble and when they want to tell someone she says we should tell Obi Wan, tell Obi Wan like he, like he'll understand. He'll I mean he may scold us and he may whatever. I mean he may he may say that we shouldn't have done X Y and Z, but like like we can trust him. We can talk to him. And, um, you know, Anakin's upset by that. He doesn't want to have to rely on Obi-Wan or get his help. And you already kind of see that. And this is this was great because this episode, I think, you know, showed us some of that in that, like, he's, as you said, he was talking to Rex. He goes in to talk to Padme. And um, Obi-Wan says to him, we get no response from Anakin. He says, I hope you at least told Padme I said hello. He says that to him. And you're like, okay, so Obi-Wan knows. He knows. So... Why not, you know, be more open with him and talk about this? It's a secret that Obi-Wan knows and has kept for Anakin and is keeping. So, you know, I don't I thought that was a really neat kind of thread and connection uh, there. And then, as you said, yeah, just the connection to uh, Echo and, and Rex and their relationship. And it's so it's not only, as you said, not only just um, Rex and Anakin, um, because Padme gives Anakin a great piece of advice, which is like, you know, when you are rash and, and you you just you're impulsive and you run into a situation who's right by your side rex yeah. rex is there by your side and so she kind of says be that for him you know he's been that for you and there you go you're forming then a friendship this you know this this connection and what's interesting is that like the jedi often when they would go on missions of of peace or negotiations or whatever they would go um it might be two masters with their apprentices a lot of times i loved those books in um uh, it was it was legends? I don't know if they're, they're canon or not. Those the, the old Clone Wars novels where Anakin and Obi Wan would go and they'd be paired up with another you know master and apprentice. That was the companionship that they had. Now in this, it's like they don't have that as much. The Jedi cannot be sort of lumped up together. So who are they? Who are their companions? Who are they building ties with? Well, it's it's Commander Cody. It's Captain Rex. Like. Now you start to see why Order 66 was so successful because they had built these relationships with them and they trusted these clone troopers. And again, um, everything that would, would tell them that their spirit, their essence, that they are connected in their goals and their endeavors. And it's just this secret hidden chip that's going to throw everything off for these, you know, clones. Yeah. I don't know. No, it's absolutely. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it is be uh, because we often kind of you know i think we 
we overlook them a little bit just because they're clones. We just kind of view them as as soldiers. But that's one of the things that Clone Wars does really well in showing you know, they all are they're different, they're unique. Uh, even the infighting between uh, Rex and uh, you know the order or the ninety nine ninety ninth group, yeah. um, and just the differences but between them. Uh, is going to be interesting and then now we have echo back so that's going to be interesting to see uh how this affects rex um i'm starting to think it's possible you know when you think about commander cody and all these other guys uh all these other clones that just get turned into essentially stormtroopers the clones that don't uh and i think rex might not be one of those Mm mm-hmm yeah, and, and there's there's uh, some of you you know who have seen like the uh, like rebels and different things. Like there's some interesting tie-ins to the Clone Wars, which is pretty pretty neat. And so you kind of already like like once you see all of that, like there it's it's amazing how many like the remnants from the Clone Wars animated series, those individuals who kind of make appearances later on mm-hmm. uh, in in Rebels is it's crazy. So yeah, I think I think you're right, and it'll be neat to kind of see who it's just like the Jedi Purge. I mean like. Which of those Jedi are able to survive or persevere or get through, and how did that happen? Was it by, um, by their wit or their intelligence, the Force, like just where they were, circumstances? And then you look at the same thing here with the clones, like who is it that is, you know, sensing that there's something wrong, and that they need to that there's um that there's a plot, uh, to use the clone troopers against them. This happened earlier on in Clone Wars, where uh, one of the clone troopers finds out finds a chip, tries to expose everything, doesn't work out. And then you have those who, um, yeah, in, in some way, maybe they go crazy and they were away from Jedi. And so they're able to kind of, um, they don't have that guilt of, of killing the Jedi. Um, yeah, I don't really quite know what, what, what happens there at the end with all these clone troopers. Are they then completely just brainwashed and they don't realize that what they did was wrong? Like, is there something in them programmed to tell them that, like, the Jedi are wrong and evil and they, that they can't fight against that programming anymore? Um, because you wonder if after a time does it wear off? Are they able to kind of switch gears? You know, because they right. just followed that direct order that that sixty six that was built into their minds without any. They had just finished talking to a Jedi. They had just finished laughing with a Jedi Knight, and they turn and execute this order. So, yeah, like like when does that run its course? And then do they feel guilt afterwards and that that kind of stuff? You know, it's that's sort of what I'm interested in learning more about. And I know there's some of that out there in other source and other material, but um, I kind of want to see it all finish up here in the clone wars. So series. Yeah. Yeah. No. And yeah, and we will, as we, uh, as we get closer, as we, you know, as we, as uh, week by week, we'll gain just a little bit more, uh, more of that knowledge with, uh, with, with clone wars. So yeah, but uh, man, um, do we have any, any other, any other kind of star Wars news, anything to, uh, going on that we want to hit up here really quick? Well, the only the other thing I'm thinking about is like uh, I'm looking forward to. Um, well, I guess we yeah we we could talk about uh, we might as well do this right. We I don't think we've had a chance to talk about the new uh, Project Luminous that had just you know dropped oh, right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, how could we? Po- yeah, we uh, we were we were planning on. I, I think we thought we've talked like we've talked about it, but right. I don't think we've actually we talked talked we about had, it yeah, on the exactly, show. So. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, High Republic. It's going to be really big. It's going to be really interesting. Um, it was kind of teased. Uh, I remember seeing it on Twitter a little bit ago. Um, but now I think that artwork looks really cool. We're getting a handful of books coming out later this year, August, September. Uh, and it's going to be interesting. Are, um, possibly see a younger Yoda 
right is is certainly yeah. is uh something right. that, that that's that's possible um and then we and just uh, that i'm trying to think i'm thinking of the name what's the what's the name of the first book it's uh uh light of the, light jedi? Of the jedi light of the jedi yeah yeah other other entitles other titles include uh into the dark and a test of courage it looks like mm-hmm yeah, I do like. Oh, the, yeah. I just like the uh, man the the artwork of that light of the Jedi, where you've got the Wookiee with with the lightsaber, and his looks. Uh, it's he's almost got like a hilt, right? It looks almost like a not like an entire claymore saber, but it does have like a different kind of hilt. Then we've got that that lady there with the green lightsaber, uh, and just those band of four. It looks really cool. It looks really cool. Yeah, well, and and someone asked Kathleen Kennedy, uh, they asked the folks at, at Disney Lucasfilm, like, why did we decide to go so far back? And and the answer was simple, just in that, like, it doesn't touch anything else that they're working on, uh, whether it be film production, TV show, or anything like that. They can go back this far, and it doesn't interfere with anything, and it kind of gives them this open uh, ground to do whatever they want. And I, I think it's fascinating that they're doing this type of collaboration with the different authors. They've even brought in concept artists, which I think is fantastic. So these, you know, they're, they get to look at all these different Jedi and they get to kind of see like, yeah, I, w- I want to tell a story about this character. So they're looking at concept art and then saying, who is this guy? I see all the different things that the concept artist, you know, put into the uniform and into the lightsaber and the braiding and all that kind of stuff. What story then would the author want to tell or what are they noticing that is interesting? And then also authors or I'm sorry, illustrators are then you know, kind of listening to the feedback they're getting from authors and they're writing, they're, they're, they're creating more concept art, right? So it's been this back and forth uh, collaboration. Um, StarWars.com has a great little video about this where they kind of talk about, uh, they just sort of show Claudia Gray and some other um, authors talking with concept artists and looking over the art. And it's it's fantastic. It's like it's a film. It is a little, they're approaching it like they are creating this cohesive thing. And they are. I mean, this is the, this is the High Republic. This is a time where... The Jedi um, are at their height, I guess. Right? They're yeah. at. They're at. They're really. Um, I don't know. It just. It seems epic that uh, they're calling it like sort of the Knights of the Round Table type of thing, where they're just these epic heroes who do epic things. And it. It. It's. It's crazy to see Master Yoda now in this time and the way the other Jedi look to him. That like like the more I've thought about this, I'm like this is this is pretty sick because Yoda was once one of those who sat around that round table and he once wielded that saber with those great knights of old and he is sort of the shadow of that and he is still there and the other um you know jedi masters look now to yoda for that guidance because he was there he can talk about those times and i think that's what's really kind of neat when i think about the the tie-in and, and maybe the, the you know the the connection there uh, but there's something they've mentioned that that uh the jedi fear and we're going to learn more about that and about this new uh, group of uh, villains or or the enemy that we have there. Um, the and the, by the way, the leaks were correct. There was that satellite that we saw that it looked like it was. Um, you know, the the new the Republic was much smaller than it is now. It, it, when we see it in Episode One, it had grown and expanded to the point where even the Jedi Order, I think, has diminished a little bit uh, because of the reemergence of the dark side. And they're they're less able, like they're not able to patrol and negotiate as much. And that's sort of why you have some of this fringe fighting and you have systems who want to separate from the Republic because they're not getting resources. They're not getting uh, the attention or the help or the aid that they need from, from the Republic. It became 
too big and the Jedi were not able to do all of this. So, but during this time, you have a smaller sort of republic. It's what it seems like. It's what I'm gathering. Uh, and but but because it's smaller, there are other factions and there are other worlds and systems who maybe fight and scrap for those resources. And it's sort of like it's it's weird because it's like the republic is at, at, a, at a high point, but yet it's more in like their standards and in their morale or their their, their morals and their I don't know, like um, the, it seems like it's it's like a golden age because. And it's not like in their size or their their actual power, but you see um, Queen Amidala talk about like the issues with the court system, the issues with um, justice and, and democracy and stuff like that, the problems that plague it. It's almost like as if this that those aren't as um, oh, prevalent, I guess, during that time. And we'll see. I mean, who knows? It's just sort yeah. of the vibe or the feeling that I'm getting from it. Yeah, you know, one of the things I think about is that I actually think, you know, people say that it went so far back. I don't really think 200 years ago is really that far back in, in terms of Star Wars, especially when you have characters who can live for three, 400 to 900 years. Uh, the fact that mm -hmm. younger, you know, actually not really younger Oda, like or younger Oda, I'm, Yoda, geez, that's a hard to th say that 10 mm -hmm. times fast. Um, yeah. <laughs> kind of middle-aged Yoda really uh I mean you know because when we see him he's really old I mean he's 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 closing in on on death uh and then he does die obviously in Return of the Jedi um so it's not like we're getting a young Yoda a young Yoda would be like you know based upon baby Yoda maybe like 100 200 ish mm -hmm. years old or so um and so I mean it's possible Plagueis could be alive we could meet we could meet Plagueis in this possibly, uh, yeah. And then it sure. and then it, it it does it does give you it actually being two hundred years ago gives you the ability to kind of do whatever you want, but then also possibly introduce some of these characters. You may we may see you know like we could meet like Count Dooku's dad or something, or we could meet you know Quagmire. Yeah. You could meet a Skywalker. Just, you know, a guy who is, oh, my last name's Skywalker, right? I mean, Shmi had a dad right. and, you know, all this stuff. So as you as you as you go down, you could just meet, you know, you could just be a farmer or, or something. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so yeah. it's 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 pretty interesting. It's pretty cool that we could we could see some of these uh, uh, other characters or maybe their ancestors or something, because it's not it's not, you know, thousands of years away. Like when you think of the old Republic. Right, exactly. And, and you know, it's. um. I mean, I've been kind of thinking, like, do, what do we know about, you know, Shmi Skywalker and her past and her family? Uh, would they do something? Is there some secret, you know, prophecy that they knew right. a Skywalker needed to be stashed away or that they needed to leave or what? Right. Who knows? They could do anything they want with this. And I think that's that, as you say, that's what's really cool about it. And also you look at the artwork. It They, they call it the golden age. Look at what they're wearing. It's this bright. It's this gold, yellow, mm -hmm. like, um almost like glowing outfits that they have with nice brown. I mean, it looks absolutely sick. I, I mm -hmm. think of like the golden age of like the Superman comics and stuff exactly. like that, you know, and this time it, it feels like that. The artwork looks like that a little bit. And it's like, like, oh, this is, this is next level. This is so, so epic. So I am extremely, and that's coming out this year. It's like, it's, mm -hmm. it's, here we go. And, and I really, do you think, here's my question to you. Do you think this is going to be a, um, th they're going to build this. And I bet, like, we're, we're not talking, I don't know how long, like, the books, I think, are going to be that, you know, 200 years before Phantom Menace. 
it seems like that. I, I, at one point I saw 400, but now it looks like everybody's saying 200. So I think it was a little mm. unclear. I guess it is 200, though, uh, which is cool. So you're going to have these stories. And then after these stories end, like at the end of these stories, are they going to continue this on for 50 years? And there's going to be a bunch of mini stories. And then we're going to build up to what our next movie would be a big conflict or something. Uh, uh, you know, well, I think I think I think the advantage Disney has here is they can kind of see. You know, I mean, you're, hey, this yeah. is a little project we're doing. If it does really, really, really well, then okay, we're gonna go a little further. If it doesn't, okay, it was just a cool little project, and and here it is. So it's kind of an an, an advantage they have in trying to figure out what to do with Star Wars next. Right now that we're now that we're past uh, mm-hmm. the the Skywalker saga, I think they're looking at all of these different places they can start to build uh star wars that's why you know the mandalorian they went with that um you know again if mandalorian had if mandalorian wasn't crazy successful they could have been like all right it's two seasons and then we'll we'll move on but um you know i think this is the same thing here they can do this and if the if people really seem to like these characters who knows what'll happen well and and i think what's uh and i had said it i'm gonna go ahead and get the the quote here because i just pulled up an ign uh, article here where they're kind of talking about this that the story's quote will not overlap any of the fi- um, the filmed uh, features or series currently planned for production giving the creators and, and uh, partners a vast amount of room to tell Star Wars stories with new adventures and original characters now they say apart from Yoda and get this Jabba the Hutt <laughs> which like yeah. what yeah. oh it's so cool um, so you have that, but then you also have the idea that one of our, let, let's say our main character in the first book, we really start to, I mean, almost like a Game of Thrones situation, we fall in love with this Jedi who is killed. And maybe this sparks so, sort of some yep. like, who killed this Jedi, you know, or who, you know, planned this attack, let's go figure this out. And you kind of go from there. So we literally have, would then have no clue. There's nothing we can look to in the future to say that like, oh, that person's going to survive. Other than Yoda, I mean, that's it. Like, we don't really... No, I guess I don't know how old Yaddle is or anything, but but maybe. Uh, so that's <laughs> right, kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, so so yeah, I, I, I like this, and I think it's going to be really neat. And they don't have any plan. It looks like to launch a film off of this or whatever. They are trying to give these writers this new this new space to work with, um, because what the writers, you know, the old EU writers had was this open. I mean, after Return of the Jedi. Go for it. That's why there's so many novels and comics out there. And that's why you have this Dark Empire, uh, you know, Palpatine as a clone comic book series emerge in that void. So who knows what could come of this? And it's, it's going to be kind of neat. They actually reference uh, the New Jedi Order back in the EU and how those authors worked together. You have them kind of not really storyboarding, but uh, well, yeah, I guess so. Uh, they just didn't have maybe the concept art. Well, maybe they did. I don't know, actually. Uh, but they, they worked in this in this uh, way to kind of create this whole new great war and the Yuzenvong and this whole, uh, you know, piece that took place that was um, a huge scar on the on the galaxy and, and something that the Jedi had to deal with. Now we can do the same thing. We just do it before Phantom Menace. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. Awesome. It's it's excited. I'm 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 looking forward to it. Um, trying to think of other things going on in Star Wars recently. I know there's a big update to Battlefront Two. 
Um, I have yet to dive into that, but people, one of my buddies at work has been telling me, oh, you got to check it out. Uh, they, I think they just added some more original trilogy content, and I guess they added a hero of BB-8 that is incredibly overpowered that just runs around and like wrecks <laughs> everyone. So, uh, yeah. Oh, my. Uh, have you seen the Baby Yoda, the thing where they put the Baby yep. Yoda in, they, in BB-8? Somebody modded it and put in Baby Yoda, and Baby Yoda just goes around just like blowing, yeah. Yeah, blowing, blowing away everybody, so... Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and we have been working on our on our YouTube a little bit more um, too. For those of you guys who have been listening uh, on iTunes and everything, uh, we got a transmission the other day, and we just said, "Hey, we're going to make a full video to this." So uh, it's possible sometimes mm-hmm. your your transmissions will just make an entire dedicated episode on YouTube for. Uh, so be sure to check that out, and then also um, getting it all dialed in. So as and I can start doing ha- uh, hyperspace hangouts live. We just did one on our bend the knee group the other day in the in the Facebook group there, and that was a ton of fun. And so, uh, getting yeah. a setup to where we can do that on hyperspace as well. Um, I know I've been on Twitch a lot more, uh, and I'm gonna get as as on Battlefront, so we can we can do some hangouts on hangouts on Twitch, and you guys can shoot us Star Wars questions or whatever you want as we're as we're going. Yeah, I think it'd be cool to have more people just to kind of go back and forth with on mm-hmm. theories. And I know your brother's really versed in, in all the fandoms that we talk about. And so having him come on as, as a third person to really, you know, uh, expand the conversation, elevate the conversation, if you will. Uh, and that's what you guys do when you send us your transmissions and when you leave comments down on, you know, on, on YouTube, we will reply to those. I mean, we had a great transmission where I said, OK, we yeah, I mean, Matt said it. We are going to take this and make a whole YouTube video out of it because it was worthy of that. And it was, it was a great conversation. And uh, so, you know, even today, like this whole um, piece, if you guys have comments or new threads or new uh, ideas to add to the this idea of Emperor Palpatine being a clone uh, or you want to talk about the High Republic, like, let's go. Let's do that. And and we encourage you guys to to send us your transmissions and 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 leave comments and join that Facebook group because that is going to be a lot of fun. That we we were on there for like I think an, an hour, um, gosh, well, we an hour and a half or something. Like three hours, just I'd hanging say, out, and actually in the middle of it, just hanging out. Right. Oh, was it? Yeah. And in we the middle of something. that, we we yeah, actually we, we recorded right something. on the fly. We we recorded, so we said, okay, everyone got to kind of see you sort of the mumble jump, like the craziness that happens right before you know we go into the intro and then into the outro. It was great. It was, it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And then um, we can put your guys' comments in right as we're going and stuff like that. So you'll be like lo- live right there in the episode. So awesome. Awesome times. Um, all right, guys. Well, uh, I want to hang. Thank you for hanging out in hyperspace. Uh, next episode, we'll be con- continuing to discuss your transmissions. Uh, Star Wars Clone Wars Season 7, Episode 3. So be sure to send us your thoughts, origin stories. Uh, or just some of your favorite memories from a galaxy far, far away. If you like our podcast, be sure to like us, subscribe, um, send us a transmission at hyperspacehangout at gmail.com. We will see you next time, and remember that traveling through hyperspace
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.